You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. how the psalmist starts the verse off by saying praise the Lord praise the Lord equates hallelujah and hallelujah of course is the highest praise simply because it means praise the Lord and one thing I have learned God is worthy of praise no matter the situation. I said God is worthy of praise no matter the situation. It's always timely to praise the Lord. Always. Uh, When things are going bad, it's still a good time to praise the Lord. Woo! When you just got a bad report, it's still a good time to praise the Lord. See, some of y'all are not saying anything because you don't agree with it. And uh, I have been where you are right now. I was to the point to where I I just didn't see the point in praising the Lord when, when bad was taking place. I just didn't see the point. But I'm going to tell you something. Whatever whatever God allows to happen or to take place, there is a blessing in it. Yeah, you, you always have to understand that God does things that are sometimes beyond our comprehension. He does things that surpass our understanding. We just can't figure out why he did this, that, or the other. But I'm telling you, God is omniscient. He's omnipotent. And whatever he does, he does it for a reason. And when you learn that, you will reach the conclusion, as I have, he's worthy of praise despite the situation. But he moves from talking about praise the Lord to talking about a blessed person. He talks about a blessed person. A person that is favored of God. A person that has a relationship with God. A person that strives to to do the will of God. A blessed person. A person that's not perfect, but a person that that loves God to the point to where he or she is willing to submit to his will. And that's the reason, if you'll notice, he talks about, um, or he gives two traits of a blessed person in Psalm 112 and 1. Let's look at it again. Ready? Blessed is the man who, number one, Fears the Lord. He reverence him. He worships God. See, that's talking about some of us. 
Oh, yeah, we worship God. We don't come to church to play. You know, some folks come to church for social reasons. Some folks come because they want folks to see them. They like dressing up and like folks to see them dressed up. But, but we come to church to worship him. And I got to pause because I see uh, Sister Keisha's husband Amen. in service today. I'm just seeing, Brother Scott. Good to see you. And the babies. God have mercy. All right, you may be seated. You may be seated. Good to see you, my brother. Uh, but anyway, um, you, you'll notice the first, the first trait contextually of a man that's blessed. He fears the Lord, reverences God, respects God, and has a hallelujah, a clap, a turn in victory, and so forth, because the person reverences God, fears the Lord. But then he goes on to say in verse 1, the person also delights, get this, in the commandments of the Lord. And I'm going to tell you something. Some of God's commandments um, are in contrast to what we really would like to do. You, you know, and therefore, you have to be happy even though, from a human standpoint, you really don't like some of God's commands. I hear y'all talking about how y'all like the word and you know pastor coming here. But but some stuff I teach and preach, it's step on your toes. Some stuff I teach and preach has the capacity to make you real mad. Yeah. You, you hear what I'm saying? Because it's God's word. And see, a commandment, just in the literal sense, says God is telling you something that he just needs you to do. You know, you, it, it, you have a choice, but in his eyes, that if you don't do this, you're going to suffer the consequences. And there are some things that God has told me to do I didn't want to do. From a fleshly standpoint. But I did it. And I found out in doing it why he wanted me to do it. And, and what I thought would be hard turned out to be wonderful. I want you to do this and I'd be like, Lord, I, I really. <laughs> but that even happened to Jesus, the man. He was commanded to come to earth and die for all of us. And when the time came for him to die, he knew it was the command, but then he said, Lord, if it be possible, take this cup. This ain't a command I want to I wanna do. This is not a command I want to do. But then he turned around. He said, no, <laughs> nevertheless, not as I will, your will be done surrendered his will over 
into the hands of God, obey the command, and look who benefited from it. All of us. See, certain things we may not want to suffer, may not want to go through. Just, just obey God. And in the end, what you do will cause a number of people to be blessed. Your actions can cause people to be blessed. You hear me? Let's give God a praise for that. Because I'm happy the Lord died. Because it helped me. It helped me. And so the Lord will, will command us to do certain things we may not like. But if we do it, it'll be a blessing in it. So he gives two traits in the text about a blessed man. Again, a person that fears the Lord. A person that delights in his command. I want to give you two more uh, traits of a blessed person. I want to go first to the New Testament, the book of James. The book of James, chapter 1. Verse 12, book of James, chapter 1, verse 12. I'm just going to read, well, let me read the whole verse. James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved or tried, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. A blessed person endures temptation. A time of, of hardship, time of testing. Jesus endured temptation when you consider Matthew the fourth chapter. Um, when he was tempted, when he was led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He endured temptation. And here James talked about when we endure temptation, we're blessed. You're going to go through some tests. You'll go through tests that you, you feel like you're, you're, you don't have the ability to go through. But see, the Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians that no matter what the temptation is, God is not going to put no more on us than we can, we can bear. And then it also says with the temptation, he will also make a way of escape just so we can bear it. So whatever you go through, even, even if it's difficult, he's going to make a way where you can deal with it. God has equipped every human being with the ability to go through the hardships of life. Whatever you go through, he has given you the capacity to deal with. You receive that? Second trait. Let's go back to the book of uh, Psalm. Let's go back to the book of Psalm. And I want you to consider the second trait in the 94th Psalm and the 12th verse of a blessed man. Second trait of a blessed man. Psalm 94 and 12. 
Ready? Blessed is the man whom you, a God, instructs. And who he teaches his, his law. When, when you do what you're doing right now, you're blessed. When you receive God's instructions, when you avail yourself to be taught, you're blessed. I said, you're blessed. Say that, I'm blessed. blessed. Now notice the 13th verse. That you may give him or her rest from the days of adversity until the pit is dug for the wicked. See, God will give you teaching in order for you to handle whatever happens in your life. See, some things we don't, we don't panic when they, when they happen because God has taught us better. It isn't it a blessing to have wisdom to the point to where when certain things happen, you don't react like normal folk. Because I, I have seen folks react to certain things the complete opposite of how I react. And I look at them and I say, I know what the problem is. They don't know Jesus. They don't know the Lord. I say, because if they really know the Lord, they wouldn't react that way. And, and you know why that is? Because when you take on the traits of God, when you strive to be like God, you'll start walking in Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55 tells us that God's ways are not as the ways of man. His thoughts are not as the thoughts of man. As high as the heavens are from the earth, so is his thoughts, so is his way. When you start taking on the nature of God, you, you, you don't react to stuff the way normal folks react to it. Because, because normal folks don't understand his word, and in certain cases, they don't understand who has the final say. I believe God has the final say. I just believe that. And, and I have not always felt that way. You hear me? I have not always felt that way. But I have seen God do some amazing and miraculous things to the point to where I recognize he has the final say. Do I like everything God does? No. No, because I'm human. I don't like it when he initially does it, but as time goes on and he starts revealing certain things, I give him the praise for it. Amen? Amen. How many understand what I just said? That's a, that's a statement you have, you, 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 you have to understand. You ever been there? Yeah. All right, good, good. Now, I want to take it further in talking about a blessed person based upon Proverbs 10 and 22. I want to take it further. Go there. Proverbs 10 and 22. I want to look at this because it's going to tie into verse 7 of Psalm 112. The second verse. But 
Remember, he started off in Psalm 112 and 1 talking about a blessed person. Now consider Proverbs, the 10th chapter. Are you there? In verse 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one and he adds no. So if, if a man is receiving the blessing of the Lord or a woman, that person is blessed. The blessing of the Lord makes one productive in every aspect of his or her life. But, but notice it goes on to say, and he adds, no sorrow with it. Who doesn't add sorrow? God. But guess what? As human beings, we're going to experience sorrow in this life. God is going to make sure that he adds no sorrow to a blessed person. But as a human being, we are going to experience sorrow. Now, sometimes we'll blame God for misfortunes. Because, you know, when it, when, it, when it comes to sorrow, it means we have sadness. And often deep sadness because of loss, misfortune, or such. And, and sometimes as, as a blessed person, you could choose to blame God because God is sovereign. But I'm saying something. God in his sovereignty gave people a choice. And sometimes we want to blame God because of a choice that a person made. You can't do that. See, certain things happen on the earth because... Of choices. God don't have nothing to do with it. Because in his sovereignty. He gave. Man. A will. A free will. We are free. Moral. Agents. How many understand that? And so. God will add no sorrow. But we're going to experience. Sorrow. Yes we are. We're going to experience sorrow. We have to be to the point to where when sorrow comes, we deal with it according to the word. See, you, 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 can't, you can't deal with sorrow from an emotional standpoint because you could Injure yourself mentally, emotionally, or physically trying to deal with it from an emotional standpoint. See, when, when your flesh is being attacked, you don't need to deal with it with flesh. You need to deal with it according to the word. See, when, when, when Jesus told his disciples, hey, I'm getting ready to, I'm getting ready to die. I'm, I'm getting ready to leave. Now, before he told them that, he said, look, let not your heart be troubled. 
He don't let your heart be troubled up. He did not want them to enter into deep sadness. And he went on to tell, he said, look, let not your heart be troubled because I'm going away to prepare a place. He was letting them know, look, death is not going to be my conclusion. That, that's not going to be the ending of this. So, so don't get sad because of what your flesh is feeling. Listen to me and what I'm saying. Listen to my words so you won't get in the deep sad. You can never deal with the happenings of life with your flesh or with human emotions. Will you cry? Yeah, because that's a normal emotion. That's normal for you to cry. But you cannot deal with human emotions with your flesh. If you do it, you'll perish. You'll stay depressed. You'll never move on in life. You have to deal with sorrow according to the word. You have to deal with it according to the word. You hear me? That's how you deal with it. You you, you be like, Lord, as a person, I'm really sad. But because of the promise of your word... I'm happy. Lord, as a person, I'm hurt. But because your word tells me such and such, I know it's well. You have to deal with sorrow or sadness according to the word. I mean, understand. Now, let's go back to the text. Because the text, in, in reference to talking about a blessed man in Psalm 112 and 7. It continues to talk about a blessed man. But notice what's going to happen in reference to a blessed man according to verse 7. It says, he will not be afraid of, help me. But, but understand this. He ain't going to be afraid, but notice. He, he will experience Evil tidings. Tidings is news, reports, rumors. He is going to experience some bad news. And we come out a blessed person. I'm blessed, but I'm not above receiving. An evil report. I'm a blessed person, but I'm not above folk talking about me. I'm a blessed person, but I'm going to hear some stuff that's going to make me mad. Look, look at, look at the text again. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. What what is that saying? He's he not going to handle evil tidings like normal folk. Because if, if you get bad news, 
and you handle it like normal people. That news can turn you every which way but loose. Before Christ, how many ever just let something you just heard just mess you up? Before you even found out it was true, it messed you up. Y'all holding on? God told me to teach this because there are some saints that still allow what they hear before they even know it's true or not to mess them as old folks say, slap up. <laughs> Did you hear about such and such? Your first thing is, is it true? No, I didn't hear it, but is it true? I don't know. Well, why are you all worked up and you don't know if it's true? You just say you heard it, but if, if, if it, is it true though? Why are you all worked up and calling me and calling everybody else and you don't even, you ain't even verify the check? That's crazy. Oh God, you gotta help me. You gotta help me. Why? You don't even know if it's true yet. And if it is true, Deal with it according to the word. That takes something. That's the reason he's talking about a blessed person. And, and remember going back to, to uh, verse 1 in Psalm 112, that, that a blessed man fears God. You remember when, when, when Job had lost everything, including his children. What he did? He fell down and gave God the praise. He, this man lost everything, everything. Well, basically everything that he had. Lost all of his children. But the Bible says he, he fell down and he worshipped God. Wow, he was a blessed man. And, and, and he got that bad news. Then he turned around and some more bad news came in. He continued to worship. He, he, he looked up toward heaven and said, The Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. But bless, blessed be the name of the Lord. And the Bible says, In all that Job went through, he didn't sin. He didn't curse God. With his lips. He was blessed. And it, and it takes something. I'm, I'm going to tell you something. When certain things happen, just pray. Just pray. Just pray. See, see Peter, Peter gave the churches of Asia Minor a powerful word that was just so small. He just simply told them, in the midst of hardship, cast all your care on God. Because he cared for you. He just simply was telling them, just pray. Just pray. Give it to God. Give it to God. That ain't something you can deal with. It, you, don't let your emotions get in it to the point to where it messes you up. 
Will emotions come? Again, yeah, we're human. But we have to control our emotions according to God's word. We have to. And so Job, he received evil tidings, but he continued to worship. And see, I I love the fact that, that Paul understood Scripture to the point to where he said the things that were written, the reason God decided to give us 66 books, Genesis the Revelation. If I had time, I'd name everyone starting with Genesis, but not going to do that today. But he gave us 66 books in order for us to learn. See, it, it, don't, it, it doesn't matter what you're dealing with. In here, you can learn from what you're dealing with. It, it's something in here that may not be exactly what you're going through, but it's so close to where when you look at it, you'll be like, oh, good God, that's talking about my situation. And if you'll just do it and just apply it, you'll receive the same type benefits. Why? God changes not. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But, but notice it said he will not fear when he get evil tidings. See, understand something. Matter of fact, let me show it to you. Lord of mercy. Let's go to... Uh, Let's see. First John. See, when the Holy Spirit give me stuff up here, Walker have to remember that scripture. As reading preachers, you got to study all the time. And thanks. First John 4. Notice he'll receive evil tidings, but he will not fear. First John 4 and 17 is where we'll start. Ready? It says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness. When? In the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Then he goes on to say, now notice he hasn't said we got to have boldness. And when you have boldness, you need to understand, based upon that, what verse 18 should mean to you. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. See, you're bold. You're not going to allow fear to control you. You remember what I just said? Things are going to come, but God has given you the capacity to deal with whatever comes your way. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. You just let fear know you're not coming in me today. You're not going to get in my heart. Because God is blessed. And this is the reason we don't want fear. Uh, This is the reason we want to cast out fear, the latter part. Because fear involves 
torment. See, that's the reason we want to get rid of fear. We don't want fear to hang around because fear has torment. I don't want to be tormented by fear. I've been there. It's not a good thing. You understand that? It's not a good thing. There, there is a natural fear. Uh, but tormenting fear can get in you and cause great harm. How many understand that? Because some of us have, have been there again. You don't want you don't want that to happen. So we need when we, when fear comes, we need to what? Cast it out. Because it's not of God. This type of fear is not of God. And and when and when when fear escalates to the point to where it's becoming a part of your thinking, your talking, and your doing, that ain't God. That's a demon that needs to be gone. Cast out. Fear should never control you. Whenever you're saying I'm being controlled by fear, God is not operating. God is, God is not doing in you what he desires to do. Second Timothy, go, go down with me. Show you why it's not God. Second Timothy 1. Y'all stay with me. I'm almost done. Second Timothy 1. And seven. Ready? Some of y'all still turning. Second Timothy one and seven. God has not given us a spirit of what? Well, what did He give us? I didn't tell y'all to read it, but thank you for reading it. I know. I know. I said what He give us, so you went with it. But just hold on for a minute. He gave us, and understand this, a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind. He gave you power that you didn't have. Normally speaking, whenever something attacks you, God will give you, child of God, more strength to deal with. And sometimes you have to pray for that strength. See, in the book of Acts, the fourth chapter, I'm not going there. Peter, Peter and the disciples were threatened. And so Peter said, we're going to have to pray because these folk threatening us, but it was, but it was more than a threat because how many, how many have experienced that when somebody threatened you, it can cause you to be fearful? See, some of y'all ain't like you don't know what I'm talking about. Back in the day before I got saved, it was this, it was this man told me, If you be such and such place, because something happened. And what happened ain't none of y'all business. But something happened. Lord have mercy. He should have been dealing with somebody else instead of me. But again, it ain't none of y'all business what was happening. But he said, be in such and such a place. Uh, I'm going to 
such and such you. And see, I'm known for being at this place. And he telling me he going to do such and such if I'm at the place. And you know what? That, that was a threat. And you want me to tell you something? My heart was pounding. Because I knew his reputation. But I said, now, if I don't go, and some of y'all know what I'm talking about, I'm going to be a punk. I'm going to be a punk. I said, because he done let this thread out in front of everybody. So he, folk going to be calling me a punk if I don't go. You worried about what? Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, you, you worried about folk calling you a punk. Before I go any further, by show of hand, y'all know what I'm talking about. So I said, I'm going. But I'm not going. I know it's summertime, but I'm going to put on a coat. I'm going. He didn't even show up. He didn't. And word got back to him that I was there awake. And I was glad he didn't show up. Because the whole time I was doing something crazy to alter my mind. We don't do that as Christians. God give, gives you power to deal with fear. And again, sometimes you just have to ask him. And, and when Peter asked God for help, God immediately gave all of them strength. He, he specifically answered his prayer. And in, in, it starts in Acts 4. And just read the entire chapter. It's an amazing chapter of, of the power of God when, when you done been threatened and fear sets in. And, um, and they start speaking the word of God with boldness. Start speaking it with boldness. And fear didn't have any room. It couldn't control them. And see, that same power is what God releases to children of God when you're threatened or when you go through hardship and so forth, he, he releases that same power so we can deal with whatever comes our way. How many understand? In my clothes. Back in um, Psalm 112 and 7, he will not fear evil tidings. And notice the reason. Notice the reason. This is so powerful. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steadfast. The heart represents your mindset, your choices. In certain cases, your words. To sum it up, if your heart, well, your heart represents your thoughts, your words, and your actions. That's what it represents. 
His heart is fixed. Loyal. Faithful. In trusting God. That's what the text tells us. He just fixed. He, he just made up in mind. Lord, I'm going to trust you. Y'all got that? All right. My last scripture. His heart is what? Fixed. Loyal. Faithful. Who are you going to trust? The Lord. Now we're talking about a blessed man. Proverbs 3. Lord of mercy, I'm closing with this scripture. All right, notice starting in verse 5. Now, this is, what, this is what Solomon encouraged folk to do. But when we look at this, we're going to look at, look at this as knowing that a blessed man already operating in this right here. Solomon said, trust in the Lord with, with what? Is that basically saying have a steadfast heart? Yeah, yeah be fixed. Just be fixed. I'm going to think this way. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. When you just make them in your mind, you're going to think this way. You know what's going to happen? The happenings of life, demons and so forth, are going to try to make you think another way. But guess what? You just keep fighting. You just keep fighting. Come here, Brian. I'm going to show you something. Uh, throw it in my head, like a punch in my head. See that right there? See how I do it? Now, you ain't got to be throwing that hard. You ain't got to be throwing that hard. Really? He's just going to knock me out of here. But just fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. You see what he's doing? You see that? You see I'm just stopping? Okay. Now suppose he get tired. Then don't you try to knock me out now. <laughs> Brand got a strong lump up here, boy. God, God. All right. Go again. See that right there? You got, you just got to keep fighting. Because stuff going to come to this right here. I don't care what you do. You just can't think. You, you going to think on it for a minute. And you're going to be okay. No, you got to constantly, you got to constantly fight sometimes things that try to come to your mind. How many understand that? Trust in the Lord all your what? Look at this right here. This is so powerful. Lean not on your own understanding. Because you know, you know what that's saying about us? And, and keep this in, in mind. We're going to always have an opinion about it, about what's going on. We're going to always think we should do such and such because of what's going on. That means that don't lean to your own understanding. Well, I ain't going to have no understanding. I'm just going to be, no. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. When, when it ain't happening as quick as you want it to happen, guess what? You're going to always have an opinion. You don't always think, well, maybe I need, no, no. And see, that what he said. Don't lean to your own what? Don't do that. It'll mess you up. How you know, Pastor? Because I done messed myself up leaning to my own understanding. Am I the only one in the house? I done messed myself up leaning to my own understanding more than ten times. I have. I ain't going to tell you no lie. But them days is over. You hear me? And I'm praying that they're going to be over for all of us. 
Yeah. Just trust in the Lord all your what? Lean not into your own. So, so notice he goes on to say, in all your ways, acknowledge him. And what he going to do? And you may tell you something. Sometimes God will direct your path in services just like this. He'll be telling you what to do in a service just like this. He says, I ain't seen him here. He ain't talked to me. He used me to talk to you. Because see, God speak directly and what? He was using the prophetess to speak. He was using Deacon Hope to speak. He, he was using Sister to speak, the praise team. You just got to hear it. Whatever your situation is, every when you come to church, be listening. Don't just wait for the word to listen. Why? Because God will give you your word through the MC. We talk about Walker, Pastor, he bringing it, but sometimes your word will come through the MC. Sometime through a song. Your thing is, you just be. And when it, and when it come, just accept it and say, that's my word. And the, and the enemy gonna try to steal it. I got my word. God said, just give him everything. And just don't even worry about nothing else. Guess what? Other thing gonna try to make you worry, but guess what? You say, no, I already got my word. I know what to do. Here come your cousin who love to talk. When he come with that talk, hey, cuz, I already got my word. So I really don't want to hear that right now. I'm done. Let's get love to him to pray. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.